have a banana, Hannah. Try the salami, Tommy. Give it the gravy, Davy. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Try a t- That's what I like to hear. Get that salami out. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by Thriving Again in 2010 is our theme for this year. And we want to welcome, wow, the diabetic pastry chef, Stacy Harris, joining us here today on the show. Because for many of you that have emailed me about what you can and cannot eat, what it, what it means to be diabetic or not, you know, there has been so little information to truly help people not only eat some of the most incredible foods they love to eat, but also do it in a way that's going to be healthy for them. Stacy Harris is joining us here today on the show. We're thrilled to have her. Uh, she is a pastry chef and a caterer. She has been creating diabetic-friendly sweets for years. So we're going to be talking with her today, a member of the American Diabetes Association, talk about her baking techniques and much more because this is something that many, many people would love to chat with her about. Stacy, thanks for joining us on the show. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you for having me. Um, can I begin by giving um, statistics? Yes. Okay. We have 23.6 million people, or 7.8% of the population of the United States, have diabetes. Diagnosed, wow. there are 17.9 million people, and undiagnosed, 5.7 million. In women, 11.5 million, or 10.2%. Of all women age 20 or older have diabetes. In new cases, there are 1.6 million people in the United States aged 20 years or older who are diagnosed with diabetes every year. Those are some amazing statistics. Those are crazy statistics, actually. (laughs) They are. Um, Well, you know, it's interesting that we're having this conversation. I was just uh, having a conversation with my best friend on the East mm-hmm. Coast, um, and her mother has been diagnosed, not quite with diabetes, but they're having her watch her sugar level. So I don't really understand the distinction, but they've got her monitoring her sugar every day, and honestly for her, it has been a, it, it just a great mystery to figure out why one day her sugar goes up and why the you know the next day it doesn't. And I wonder if you could sort of give us a backdrop for this, because that had okay. to be the basis for you writing this, for you, you know, for you doing what you're doing. Yes. Well, first of all, it sounds like she is what is called pre-diabetic. Okay. And that's when the doctor can tell that her sugar levels are not totally normal. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit out of whack, and they're trying to um, get her to test and to eat more sensibly so that she can keep her numbers down and um, be able to control her diabetes. So as you look at these things, and you've been compelled to, to, to decide to write about this and make this your life's passion, Stacey, I mean, you know, what is it that we should know about you being the chef and what kind of formula uh, did you come up with? I mean, how do we talk about diabetic-friendly desserts or foods? Okay. Well, I'll begin with telling you um, how I became the diabetic pastry chef. 
Okay. Uh, several years ago, I was attending culinary to become a pastry chef when I became ill and was hospitalized. I was diagnosed with diabetes, and I sadly thought that my new career was over before it had even begun. So at first, I'm a little depressed, um, as I had hopes of opening a bakery, and I had been collecting recipes for years. Uh, so what I did was I um, went home, and I began to experiment with the recipes that I had. And over time, I developed a formula that um, made diabetic-friendly desserts, meaning they did not raise my blood glucose levels um, significantly, and yet these desserts were actually tasty because some of the desserts that I had tasted previously that were diabetic-friendly had no good taste whatsoever. Wow. So my formula that I developed um, consists of blending the flours, reducing the sugar, and or adding sugar, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sugar substitutes, mixing whole milk with an equal amount of water, baking with canola butter or canola oil, and then serving my pastries with cinnamon tea. Why cinnamon tea? Yeah. uh, Cinnamon cinnamon is uh, known to lower blood glucose levels. Uh, It's been tested, and uh, in a lot of patients, it will lower the blood glucose levels. And the reason that I blend my flowers is uh, unrefined carbs, such as those found in whole grains, Uh are slower to enter the bloodstream and to raise your blood sugar level. It's the fiber in the whole grains, both soluble and insoluble, that are found in these grains that slow the absorption of carbs. And fiber also makes you feel full so you don't eat as much. What are your feelings about sugar and sugar substitutes? But I want to also ask you, there are some, um, let me just say sweeteners out there right now that people say really monitor the glycemic index. One of them is agave. That's kind of the one of the latest and greatest. Um, there yeah. are some sugars like there is xylitol, and then there's another zero calorie. Can you comment on those? Yeah. Okay. Well, agave nectar um, is a liquid. Yes. And it is typically used in place of honey in sweetening your recipes. So if you have a recipe that calls for honey, you can go ahead and use the agave nectar. And you can also okay. pour that over your pancakes. Okay. And it does not raise your blood glucose levels um, significantly. So it, it's uh, a good is... substitute for, like, maple syrup as well, then? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And it comes in a light variety and a dark. Okay. Okay. Then there is stevia. And um, that is being packaged right now in the grocery store under the label Truvia. And um, that can be used as a natural sugar substitute. Uh, There is also Waylo, which um, can be used in place of sugar, cup for cup. And it is also natural. It is made from, uh, I believe it's lactose and uh, fructose. 
and that comes in two varieties. One is for hardcore diabetics, uh, those who do not have close control of their blood sugar levels, and that is called Waylo D. And then there is a plain Waylo, which can be used by diabetics that have tight control of their sugar levels. And then, of course, wow. there's Splenda. Splenda mm-hmm. is the most used sugar substitute, and that can be used um, cup for cup, just like sugar, but it doesn't bake well in all baked goods. Okay. It doesn't have the same exact properties as sugar, so it doesn't brown as well, and in most cases, the baked goods don't rise as well, and sometimes they even stick to the pan. What have you discovered along the way? I mean, when we're talking about, and for those of you just tuning in, I'm thrilled to have the diabetic pastry chef, Stacey Harris, joining us here today. Um, and we're talking about how we can prepare and eat food, stay well within the guidelines for, you know, uh, for diabetes. You know, Stacey, I mean, staying within those guidelines, I mean, this is kind of a, a you know, very important conversation. But are there some foods that we wouldn't, I don't know, just from an everyday common sense point of view, associate with raising the sugar level in our body, so to speak. That you would not associate with raising? Yeah. Yeah, like one of the things that I, yeah, one of the things I heard was, you know, eating too much bread. And see, we wouldn't think like that because we have this idea about what diabetes is, right? Right, right. Okay. Um, Typically, what is lower in carbs? are meats, fats, and green vegetables. Okay. So a lot of diabetics in their diets, they want to stick to meat, uh, green vegetables, and salads, and um, diet sodas, things of that sort. Okay. Um, So far as bread, um, most bread will raise your blood glucose levels. Um, bread is high on the glycemic index. Uh, the glycemic index rates carbs according to how quickly they raise your blood sugar levels within a two- to three-hour period. And anything made with white flour will spike your blood sugar. And uh, that's why I mix my flours. Um, now, when you're, when you're baking, um, the standard for all baked goods consists of white flour, uh, butter, and sugar, mm-hmm. um, but the white flour and the sugar are detrimental to diabetics' health. Wow. So so what I do when I'm baking is I do include some of this. My method is more one of reduction rather than okay. elimination. Well, let's talk because, about that when we come back from break because okay. I want everyone to get a sense of how they can do this in, you know, a very different way than I think most people that are uh, diabetics really even think about. Let's take a short break. When we come back with the Dr. Pacho, Stacey Harris is going to give us some tips on how we can address this, not only just in proportion, but what this really means. Can we, and she will explain this, can we have delicious tasting food as a diabetic. Well, let's talk about that when we come back. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Fingers, 
Bella Spark Productions is proud to announce the third annual Extraordinary People Lecture Series in Seattle. Join us for three extraordinary men and one amazing lady. Presenting Shirley MacLaine in a rare public appearance. Shirley, still feisty and fabulous after all these years. Joe Dispenza, the most recognized visionary in the hit movie, What the Bleep. Reverend Carlton Pearson, the fundamental evangelical Pentecostal bishop who said to hell with hell. Robert Holden, Britain's get happy guru with a feel good philosophy that will make your heart smile. Three men and a lady. Go to bellaspark.com for dates and information. That's B-E-L-L-A spark.com. Buy series tickets for the men and get $10 off the lady. Don't miss Shirley MacLaine and three extraordinary men. Visit bellaspark.com. Now is the time for you to create the life you want to live. Tap into unlimited possibilities and be the masterpiece you're meant to be. Hi, I'm Dr. Melody Ivory, your personal growth expert and co-host of the Breakthrough Interview Series, Step Into Your Full Greatness on the Dr. Pat Show. With the eye of an artist, the heart of a poet, and the brilliance of a scientist, I'll show you how to dig up the road, pave the road, walk the road, and be the road to your full greatness. I'll tell you what the secret didn't tell you, which myths hold you back, and what hidden talents and skills you need to thrive in these challenging times. I'll help you easily transform your life from the inside out. Now is the time to get to where you really want to be, and I'm here to help you get there. Listen to Step Into Your Full Greatness on the Dr. Pat Show and go to MelodyIvory.com for free articles, poetry, and affirmations. That's MelodyIvory.com. Remember, for our dogs and cats to live long and happy lives, just like people, they are what they eat. Wellness carefully selects wholesome ingredients to create food you can trust to provide the foundation of your pet's well-being. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose in every recipe they make. You can trust the quality of all ingredients in wellness from their source to your pet's bowl. Visit wellnesspetfood.com to find a pet specialty retailer near you. Wellness natural food for pets. This is where true wellness begins. Do your emotions stop you from experiencing lasting prosperity and joy? Learn to rise above your emotional ceiling with expert guidance from certified life coach Sharon Roy. Sharon's techniques have helped clients worldwide to succeed happily, and now she wants to share this gift with you. For a limited time, Sharon is offering a free 45-minute emotional breakthrough session that could change your life. Call 401-588-1799. That's 401-588-1799. Or visit SucceedHappily.com to claim your free session. That's SucceedHappily.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. We are here with the diabetic pastry chef joining us on the show today. I want to make sure you have the website, diabeticpastrychef.com is the website. There's also a diabeticpastrychef.org website. Uh, joining me today for the show, as I said before, Stacy Harris. Stacy, thanks again for joining me here today. We're going to talk about a couple of different things. We're going to talk about, you know, first of all, some of the tips that people, things they should know about, and then you're going to share one of your yummy recipes. So, could you give us some specific tips, things that folks can pay attention to to help monitor their levels each day? 
Okay. Um, well, one of the things you need to be careful with is portion control. Um, you're, you don't want to bake a cake. You want to bake cupcakes. You don't mm. want to bake a pie. You want to bake individual tarts. Uh, cookies already come portion controlled, uh, so you'll just want to eat one or two and freeze the rest. And if you're baking custards or puddings, you want to put them in ramekins. Wow. So those are um, the tips for monitoring uh, how much you're going to eat. So, you know, so in looking at this for people, you know, let's have a recipe so folks can, you know, take a look at putting some of these together. Um, there is a good um, recipe in my book for the flour, flourless chocolate cake. Okay, that uh, sounds yummy. Okay, and that you're going to use eight ounces of sugar-free or bittersweet chocolate, which is coarsely chopped, a half cup of butter, cut into pieces and softened, two whole eggs, four separated eggs, one cup of sugar or Splenda, and one teaspoon vanilla extract. And what you want to do is you want to melt the chocolate in a double boiler and then remove it from your heat and whisk in the butter until it melts. You set that aside. In a bowl, you'll whisk your whole eggs and four egg yolks with a half a cup of the sugar or Splenda and the vanilla just until blended. You'll whisk in your warm chocolate mixture. In a separate bowl with an electric mixer, you're going to beat your egg whites until they're foamy. You slowly add the remaining sugar or Splenda. Beat until the whites form soft peaks that hold their shape but are not quite stiff. And then you're going to stir approximately a quarter of the beaten whites into the chocolate mixture to lighten it. Then you'll gently fold in the remaining whites. You'll pour the batter into an 8-inch spring form pan that has been lined on the bottom with a round of wax paper. You'll smooth the top of the batter and place it in a 350-degree oven. You'll bake it until the top of the cake is puffed and cracked and the center is firm for approximately 35 to 40 minutes. And then you'll cool the cake on a wire rack. As it cools, the um, center will fall. And at serving time, you'll fill the center with sweetened whipped cream. So there you go. Well, that sounds like, I mean, that sounds like very, very yummy. Um, you know, part of this is really looking at some of what we can do differently or what we can change. You gave us some tips. Um, you know, what is it about writing the book that you're finding people have liked most? Uh, they like the fact that there um, are carb counts with each of the recipes. And they like the fact that um, I encourage them to experiment. I give them a list of different flowers and different sweeteners and I tell them to use these according to their taste and their health. So my recipes are not set in stone. They're just used to be used as guidelines. These are my personal recipes, but they may not work for you. You may like something a little different, um, maybe a little less sweet, maybe with a different flour. So I encourage you to be able to take any recipe that you come across and convert that recipe into a diabetic-friendly version. Wow. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I wanted to ask you, as we wrap this up, what your personal message is for our listeners today and, you know, what, uh, 
what kind of tip do you want to leave them with for today? Okay. Um, well, I'd like to tell people not to be afraid um, that they can never eat sweets again because you can. Uh, I'm giving you a formula that you can use to adapt any recipe so that you can tailor this to your specific health. And uh, I do have some tips. Um, I want people to know that um, there are flours that they can make themselves. Um, you can make almond flour just by grinding almonds in your blender. You can make oat flour by grinding oatmeal in your blender. Um, you can turn those into flours. Uh, you can also um, make canola butter. Um, you can make canola butter by whipping two cups of softened butter with your mixer and adding one and a half cups of canola oil. Then you refrigerate this, and it will look just like tub margarine. Wow. So those are you know, a couple of the tips that I've included in my book. They're great. You've put some things in the book that most of us don't even think about doing. Thank you, Stacy, for joining us here. Why don't you take a minute to give out your websites one more time so people know how to get more information about you. Okay. My website address is www.diabeticpastrychef.com. Well, thank you, Stacy. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It has been really, really great to have you with us. And thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you. Well, I want to just mention to everyone out there, we've got a great lineup for you all this week on the Dr. Pat Show. Let me just give you a sneak preview so you know what is coming up this week. Tomorrow, back on the Dr. Pat Show, Dr. John Martini. He's going to be talking about the heart of love, how to go beyond fantasy and find true relationship fulfillment. I love Dr. John Martini. And Peter Sheehan joining us here. We're going to talk about what the truth is in media, why good PR media makes sense. Lou Paradise joining us, Dr. Joan Borisenko this week, my buddy Steve Maraboli coming back, as well as, you know, sitting here and just talking with him about the new year, what's important, what, what should we all look forward to doing. Rhonda Britton has a special announcement that she will make on Voice America with me this week. Sonia Grace talking about angels in the 21st century. Debbie Lacey, Dr. Kelly Taylor, Ask Dr. Kell. You've heard her talk about her amazing programs and much more on the show. We've got healers this week. We've got incredible people joining us to talk about how this year is going to be the best year ever and much more. You can find all of this if you go to the drpatshow.com slash newsletter uh, and be able to plug in to find out what we've got going on. We're going to be launching really soon on the Dr. Pat Show. We're going to be launching a special program. We're going to call it our glass half full program and you'll hear exactly what that means we're at the half hour of every show we make an announcement in ways for you to be gifted something incredible by our guests so more on that to come we're working out the details of all of that there's so much we've got planned for you this year you know this is the time for all of us to remember the feeling of thriving what it feels like if you're not thriving now We want to make sure that you believe in the hope and the fulfillment of thriving again. And so thriving again in 2010 is our message. It is our message. 
And so we want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. For more information about The Dr. Pat Show, go to www.thedrpatshow.com. Uh, or simply go to drpatlive.com. If you have not signed up for our newsletter, please go ahead and do that. Uh, from all of us on the Dr. Pat Show, we want to make sure that you have the best in life possible. With great gratitude for all of the folks that are joining us to help us take that message out, we love you. And for all of you that listen to the show, we love to hear from you. So have a great, great day. And remember to tune us in and turn us on tomorrow, same time right here on the Dr. Pat Show. We'll see you then.